Hello, this is James Grumvick with Decentralized.media on the show Beyond the Bible. I know we were on a hiatus last week, but we're back in the saddle with my co-host Tracy L. White and Pastor James Robinson, another James, out of Oklahoma. So we're going to learn a lot. Well, today we're going to talk about farming in the government agenda. So I have the perfect image for it, but I got two videos on the U.S. border invasion and the Supreme Court going out of its mind. I guess the Supreme Court doesn't understand what the Constitution says. But we'll wake them up here. We'll do our best. Not easy. So you want me? Are any of you guys familiar with Article 4, Section 4 of our Constitution, often called the Invasion Clause? Anybody? Yes. I'm going to read it real quick. The United States shall guarantee to every state in the Union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. Now, there's arguments right now about whether or not this is an invasion, but... It's tough to argue when you have the equivalent of a combat division size of illegals coming across our southern border. For those of you that don't know, that's 10,000 individuals every single day in invasion. And we've talked about what comes with those individuals from crime, you know, the economic burdens on, on our citizens, the, the, the families being destroyed of fentanyl. You guys are all familiar with that. You guys see them every single day in your own states. Is that correct? Yes. Thank you. Are you guys aware of the uh, job title of Alejandro Mayorkas, Mr. Knudsen? His specific job title is Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Homeland Se Secretary of Homeland Security. Now, I'm no, I'm, I'm no constitutional scholar, Mr. Drummond, but just from that job title alone, would you assess that maybe his job might be to secure and protect the homeland? He has the duty to control and guard our Mr. Bailey, is uh, Secretary Mayorkas doing that? He is, has abdicated his official legal responsibilities and his moral and ethical responsibilities to this nation. Mr. Knudsen, is he doing that? He absolutely is not. He is derelict in many of those duties. Wow. So wow. his name is Knudsen. I'm Norwegian. I know these things. And SCN is definitely Norway, not Sweden or Denmark. I also know that. Right. But what's interesting is not Nudson, it's Knudsen or Knudsen, one or the other, not Nud, Nude. But that out of the way, James, you have any feelings about this since you're a state of Oklahoma? Uh, well, this goes back, I believe, even when Obama was in office. Do you remember when um, people in Europe were mass migrating to Germany and the UK and the Netherlands and all them places? Well, yes. You have to realize these people have patterns, right? They say one thing, but it, it's just like the Bible says, you'll know a tree by its fruit. So you'll know a person by the things that they do. And it's the, the new world order or the one world system uh, that is pushing these things. And so I've seen these patterns early on about how they mass migrated to Europe. Now, what happens when you take away a country's sovereignty and you take away what makes them unique and everything. Well, they want to push everybody to be the same, right? Mm -hmm. And the United States is in the way of their plans uh, because we're the hope of the 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 world. We're the uh, the the nation that has freedoms and liberties and all these things. And then so we were the ones that were holding all this up. And so it's the same thing that is happening here is what happened to Europe. Uh, several years ago, you mass migrate a bunch of people to a country, you collapse its system, 
you take mm-hmm. away what it's what makes it unique and uh, and then embedded in all those uh, border crossers are uh, military age males right yeah so then you set mm-hmm. up set up sleeper cells all over the United States and when they say go they go and they cause havoc to the whole country mm-hmm. yeah I agree with you Tracy. Yeah, well, you know, right before we started the show today, I was watching something about New York, how it's so filthy now because of all the migrants that come in. They took away all the porta potties because they they got so filthy that they couldn't even leave them there. So now they're just pooping and peeing everywhere. People are finding cups of pee on their doorsteps. Migrants are also knocking on people's doors and panhandling. They're not just standing on street corners and you know, in traffic, they're literally knocking on doors now. And of course, that's what's going to happen when you get to the point where you're overflowing at capacity. They are going to overflow and start getting to the point where they're so desperate for their own children that they got there that they'll just start doing home invasions. They'll, they'll start coming in people's houses for food and stuff like that. So, but it's all very well planned. We know that they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to push us to the edge, uh, which yes. actually then then Americans... Are going to have to take take action. I'm not talking about police. I'm talking about the military white mm-hmm. hats. What I'm talking about. Uh, we're going to play the next video from a citizen reporter. But you got to love the citizens. They are doing a lot of research, and I totally respect what they're doing. Yes. This seems like that hard line. The Department of Homeland Security has informed the state of Texas that they must vacate the land seized in Eagle Pass by the end of the day today and return control of the park to the feds. Or else, <laughs> or, or else what? Or else whoever forcibly assaults, resists, opposes, impedes, intimidates, or interferes with any person designated in section 1114 of this title, that's um, title 18, while engaged in or on account of the performance of his official duties, shall be fined not more than $5,000 or imprisoned not more than three years or both so texas has been ordered to vacate the border in eagle pass failure to do so could see members of their national guard fined and imprisoned will texas back down (laughs) will they force this administration's hand you know more and more i'm starting to see why those congressmen marquis and raskin why they introduced a bill last week to make it unlawful to set up a militia. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. Now, I before I came on, I saw videos on, on Twitter showing more uh, Texas National Guard going to the border, going to Eagle Pass, going to places like that. So they're, they're going to have overwhelming force to whatever the federal government has so right now, the federal government, Biden regime, is completely outnumbered at the border. That's the latest I know. Go ahead, Pastor Robinson, please. You know, uh, that's an unlawful order. It's just like being in the military. If your commanding officer uh, orders you to do something illegal, you ignore it and you don't obey it. Yep. It's the same that we need to do as citizens. There's actually more of us than there is of them. They mm-hmm. have the media, they have Hollywood, they have all these things. So it appears like there's more of them and that they control everything. But the reality is that there's more of us. And then the other thing is uh, when you look at things uh, that are chaotic in the natural, 
it's just like a mirror. If you flipped it upside down, it's going on in spiritual as well. And with mm -hmm. a lot of these things that are going on, they're setting up spiritual strongholds. Like in New York City, that statue that they put on the courthouse of Ishtar. And uh, I believe there's another big idol in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, yep. idol of Athena. And then you're having all these things happening and it's all hex breaking loose. Uh, but there's also a spiritual war going on. So us as Christians, we should be able to pray against these things. Now, a lot of people look at prayer like, oh, that's not going to do any good. But during a battle, your line of communication is one of the most important things. Right. Our communication with God, who uh, he's the Lord of hosts, which is the armies of heaven. That's and right. whenever them angels are are loosed, remember, uh, is a, it's on earth as it is in heaven, right? So yep. whenever we pray and we use our authority on earth, then all of heaven's released, the armies of heaven, right? And so, um, and by us taking steps, uh, it's it, we're walking out our faith, right? Taking yep. steps and standing up. When this nation was founded, the founders of this nation risked risked uh being hanged risked being executed um uh, they risked death and they yeah. still stood up and uh as christians we have nothing to fear all this fear mongering and all this stuff in the churches it's made the church weak what happens yeah. if the, if we die then we're set we're released from this body and we go straight to heaven to be with the lord i mean it's like don't threaten me with the good time because guess what <laughs> I, i'm eternal I live forever with Jesus Christ, so I have no fear because I have true faith. Uh, I don't preach watered-down Christianity. I preach the Word of God, and yeah. we have to, as Christians, we have to make our mind up. Do we believe what we see, or do we believe God, or do we believe what we're being told, or do we believe the Word? And a Christian yeah. who really, truly believes the Word is the most powerful uh, mm -hmm. force upon planet Earth. And when all the Christians unite and they all believe together, what that does is that uh, it, it creates unity. Yeah. And uh, when we're unified, that's when we're truly powerful because look at the politics of this nation for years. It's all about been division, division on race, division on class, and so on and so forth. Religion. So what the church needs to do yeah. is unify together. And I promise you, if the church worldwide unifies together, we will be the most powerful army upon planet Earth. That's and right. not only in the natural, uh, heaven and earth will move at yeah. that. And, uh, you know, we see all these things in the natural, but truly the, the it's a spiritual problem. And people, Christians laying down saying that, oh, just, you know, I'm just one person. I can't do anything. Well, you can say one prayer and release the armies of heaven. Mm -hmm. Think about that, how powerful that is. And so, you know, if the government's telling us to do things that's uh, against our constitution, that's an unlawful order. We mm -hmm. shouldn't be accepting that. We shouldn't be carrying it out. And, uh, you know, the states have a, a more power than they think also. Uh, like here in Oklahoma, they passed a law several years ago that if feds come in here to confiscate our guns, the feds would be arrested. So we're a, a nation of states and states have rights also. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's why a lot of people have mass migrated during the COVID time. They call it the great relocation yep. uh, from the north to the south. 
That includes me from New York to yeah. Florida. Keep going. Yeah. So, you know, they were a lot of them were unbelievers who did that, and they even felt something was wrong. Yeah. And so either we're coming into the tribulation or either that the devil's jumped the gun and trying to move uh, before his time's ready. And uh, so that's yet to be seen. Uh, I think we're going to uh, see a lot of things happen during the election. If uh, the wrong people get in, then that answers that question for me. You know, uh, and the New World Order has been getting a lot of pushback, too. I've been watching videos of world leaders uh, standing up to the World Economic Forum also. And mm -hmm. uh, in a nice way, uh, from, you know, I have to say it in a nice way, but he, they're pretty much telling them where they can go with that. Absolutely. And they're getting mocked mercilessly. I talk about Davos in particular last week on social media, just getting mocked, memed, ridiculed, satired. It's kind of awesome. Tracy, how important is prayer in a, in a spiritual war like this? The Bible says the fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. So when, just like Pastor James was saying, the Bible says one could put a thousand to flight to 10,000. Look at the multiplication in that number. So when you, mm -hmm. Pastor James, when you were saying one person can release the armies of heaven, it's scriptural, it's biblical. So yes, we mm -hmm. should be together united in prayer. Being on one accord is extremely, extremely important because the Bible says whatever we bind in earth, we bind in heaven. Whatever we loose in earth, we loose in heaven. So we have those capabilities. It's extremely important. So, so Tracy, beyond the Lord's Prayer, what other prayers can people, uh, or prayers in books within the Bible, can people go to off the top of your head? You know what? I'll tell you my favorite prayer in the Bible. Um, people talk about the Lord's Prayer, and they yep. consider Matthew to be the Lord's Prayer, but it is John 17. That passage of John 17, that's the Lord's Prayer, because he was when he was talking to God, he was talking about us. He was talking about those who had not even read the word yet. So if mm -hmm. you was to go through and read John 17, you're going to be amazed at where we fit in that and what Jesus was saying to us. That is the actual Lord's prayer. It will move you. And it's powerful. Hey, uh, Pastor James, uh, same question. Any particular prayer jumps out of you, Old Testament, New Testament? You know, I'm going to simplify it. Uh, a lot of people think that you have to come to God with some kind of formal prayer. Uh, we should speak scripture, but think about who God is. He's our father, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And the father who created heaven and earth with the word, right? He said, let there be light and there's light. Let there be seed, let there be dry land. Uh, so if he created everything, that means he owns everything, right? Yep. And if uh, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus, there's nothing that is above him. He is above everything. And so... Uh, a lot of people have come to me up, uh, come to me over the years and said, you know, how do I pray? And they try to pray out of books and pray out of this and pray out of that. I said, just go to him. Um, but we we should learn scripture. We should be in that Bible every day because that's where our strength comes from. And that's where our faith comes from. And um if we don't do that, what happens is all these things that we're seeing in the world today, it comes flooding in, right? Yeah. And in in my experience, the biggest destroyer of faith is stress. Stress can knock you for a loop. So when the Bible says fear not, uh, 
uh, or to not to worry. How do we do that? We build our faith. How do we build our faith? It comes by hearing the word of God, right? And so when you pray, just talk to him. Uh, I often pray before I go to bed because it's quiet. Uh, I don't have any distractions. And when I pray to him, it's not going out to the air and, and end up nowhere. I pray to God just like I'm looking at him at his throne. I concentrate. I go to what's called the secret place, right? Yep. It's just me and him, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I pray to him, uh, I feel the Holy Spirit just come all over me and fill me like a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that he hears me. And a lot of people have this misconception that God's over in outer space somewhere Mm -hmm. and he's untouchable, unreachable. When the truth is, if the Holy Spirit lives within you, he can't get any closer to you than that. It's not like he's standing beside you. He's Mm -hmm. in you. So when you pray, God will hear your prayer, you know. And uh, so in war, in battle, communication is one of the most important things. Talk to him. And in with in the name of Jesus Christ, that's the credentials. That's the authority right there. And uh, God will hear you. It doesn't have to be fancy. You know, like the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Yeah. That just means you're talking to him all day. Yep. You're talking to God all day long. And I'm going to answer a question here that a lot of people are probably wondering. How do I hear from God? You have to build a relationship with him. The first step you should do is be learning the word, reading the Bible, right? You don't have to quote it word for word. I know there's many different translations. We can get in a long rabbit trail about that. But if you read the word and know what it says, then all of a sudden you you start to understand things and you start to build your knowledge and your wisdom, right? And then when you pray and and combine that with reading with the word, you begin to grow closer to God. And then what happens after that? When you pray, your prayers start getting answered, which keeps building your faith. And then you learn to lean and trust God. When does that usually happen? When all heck breaks loose. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're almost out of money, when you're out of options, and you're like, God, I need you now. And then you see him come through for you. That builds your faith. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I hate the most is religion. I'm let me let me let me me clarify that. And then the ritual part of religion: you go, you sit in church, you do the same thing, you leave your Bible in the pew, and you go live however you live during the week, and then you come back to church and appear holy again. I hate that. Whenever you read the word for what it says and you have a true relationship with God, people will be drawn to you and you'll be kind. You'll be gentle. Uh, you'll reach out and uh, pick somebody up that's hurting rather than the Pharisees and Sadducees who walk by the man who's laying there dead or dying. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees and Sadducees, sorry. No problem. Let me turn this phone off. Absolutely. So the Pharisees and Sadducees is what Jesus criticized the most. 
because they didn't know God. They all they were is religious, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of the church today has become like the Pharisees and Sadducees. And being religious is not going to get you to heaven. Being religious is not going to get your prayers answered. Relationship with God is the most important thing. And if all the church realizes this, I'm going somewhere with this. If all the church realizes this, they're going to get to see the cool things about being a Christian. Uh, in our church, we've already seen miracles. Mm -hmm. Oh, many miracles. The closer you get to God, the more common miracles become. So we're talking about all these things that are going on in our nation, right? Is it time or is it not time for the tribulation? I don't know, but when I read the word, it sure seems like it. It's like reading today's newspaper. Yep. But the if the church was to go to the word and believe it, truly believe it, and be like Jesus instead of the Pharisees and Sadducees, and all come together and all unite, that would be the most powerful movement and powerful army upon planet Earth. Not only would it be planet Earth, it'd be heaven being released upon this Earth. Understood. And, Go ahead. You know, that's where we need to be. That's that's yeah. where we're heading, because uh, this spiritual war is not going is not going away. That's for sure. Let's get into the PowerPoint deck. So uh, Trey's going to read Pastor James Robinson's uh, bio, and I have one talking point on what's going on in our crazy world, just to uh, allay some fears, because I know people don't like what's going on. There's a lot of insanity out there, and I just want to cover that quickly. This is Beyond the Bible with Pastor James Robinson. Tracy White and James Grundig. You see us twice a week. Um, so this is, the name of this episode 15 is Farming and Government Agenda. I took a map of Bill Gates' farmland he owns. Hectares, acres, whatever these, these numbers are. But you can see Bill Gates is there. If I if I overlaid another map of, of communist China and Chinese companies owning farmland, this would be even more. So it's not just government agenda. It's Bill Gates, governors, and Communist Party agenda to overtake our food supply. And any comments from Pastor James on this? Yeah. Yes, I wondered why this was happening, and then I found out. Because Bill Gates is the vaccine guy, right? Yep. And, yep. and so they're literally genetically engineering vaccines into our food. And so uh, go to the grocery store right now and then look at all the bread, all the hot dog buns, all the cookies, all you name it, and just read the label. And a lot of them will say bioengineered ingredients. Yeah. And so they, they, how I found this out was I listened to a speech from the World Economic Forum, and they <laughs> were uh, talking about using CRISPR technology to put vaccines into our vegetables. Yep. And it was all sorts of vegetables. It just wasn't tomatoes or one thing. It was a lot of different vegetables. And so what I believe is all the way uh, in Genesis, when it talks to about the sons of God coming to the daughters of men and creating these hybrids, these giants, yeah. um, it's been a battle for genetics all this time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we go to Noah and they said that he was perfect in his generations. He was, mm -hmm. he was a pure human. Yeah. And so uh, it's happening again. It says, uh, um, you know, Jesus talked about this happening in the last days of the, as the days of Noah. Yep. And so they're wanting to change our DNA. And 
a lot of people think that's conspiracy theory. Let me tell you something. A lot of the things a few years ago that were thought to be conspiracy theory are becoming mainstream now. It, now and it's the truth. Right. They're now conspiracy facts. I'm agreeing with you. Tracy, any comments on uh, this insanity we're seeing in this country? Well, it's just, it, it is the end times and all of this is coming into fruition. So I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised about Bill Gates buying up all the farmland. They're, they're trying to find whatever inroads they can. When, when people got scared of the vaccines, of course they moved to trying to put it into the food, into the water even, even making the kind that you could just inhale. I don't care if you don't take a vaccine at all. They got that stuff everywhere, you know? And so, no, this, this doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and just for the audience, Kansas, Kansas, state of Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, right in the middle of the country, no Bill Gates. And in Florida, it's got Bill Gates, but it has no, it, it have a law they passed last year with the governor DeSantis banning any Chinese companies or government agencies from China owning any farmland in Florida, just for that. All right, let me go real quick to the audience. Nuclear clock, 90 seconds. This is more of the fear porn from the Davos elite crowd. This is, they're trying to scare people. There's going to be a nuclear showdown, I believe, but this is supposed to put fear into people so the Davos crew can control them, but I believe it's actually going to shock awake a lot of the vaccinated, a lot of the uh, shedded on with vaccines, a lot of people that are not quite awake yet. They're not necessarily sheep, we call them normies, but they're not awake yet, so there's going to be a nuclear scare event coming. So they're using this now, this came out yesterday, predictive programming, we're 90 seconds of midnight, it's close as ever, whatever. Let me tell you something about radiation, nuclear radiation. Uh, Chernobyl. There is thousands of dogs that have no cancer whatsoever, have survived more than a generation, 35 years now, or almost 40 years from the Chernobyl accident. And no radiation poisoning. They're not dead, nothing. The trees behind were fine. I've seen lots of videos. So why does the, the cabal use it? Because they wanted Ukraine, Chernobyl in particular, to carry out their evil agenda underground, out of sight of everybody. And so by having a kind of Planet of the Apes forbidden zone or Mad Max prohibited zone, they want to keep prying eyes out of there so they could do it. So Ukraine for the last 30 years has been a real third generation Nazi stronghold and Nazis is the same thing as Zionists, the same thing as Satanists. They have been running the show in Ukraine for a long time. So war between Russia and Ukraine is not with the Ukrainian people. It is with the evil cabal. That is their headquarters, and that is why Russia is destroying it, and Russia will go next against NATO. And the same thing with nuclear bombs. If a nuclear bomb goes off, it has about a 30-mile blast radius, and the radiation actually evaporates most of it, the nuclear fall, most of it on explosion. Oh, but they've never told us that, right? This is the kind of science that's been left out of the conversation. And Carl Sagan's 1985 stuff, oh, a nuclear winner. It does not create a nuclear winner. There's a lot of scientists in the last 20 years disproving that nonsense. It is not aerosolized like a, a volcanic explosion, which can cause temperatures to drop like a, nu a nuclear winter. But I call this a volcanic winter uh, over years, like, like Mount Pinatubo did from the Philippines in 1991. Pastor James, any comments on this radiation nuclear fear porn? Um, I'm not an expert on radiation, but uh, what I see is uh, 
whenever the World Economic Forum states something, I believe they're scheduling it. Just like they told us about the different strains of COVID and this, now all of a sudden this disease X is coming, you know, supposed to come by this date. They're scheduling these things, right? And mm. Ukraine is a, uh, we're being told that Ukraine's the victim and all this, but Ukraine was a, a corrupt country. And uh, I, I read some things about the U.S. had, chemical weapon labs and stuff in Ukraine. I don't, I can't verify that, but, but I, I have read that. I can verify it. If at 46 of them, in fact, <laughs> DOD admitted in, in June of 2022 that they had 46. It started, literally started the first week. Russia had already exposed a couple of them and the U.S. Department of Defense goes, no, 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 we got zero in Ukraine. Then when they eventually, when the Russia started exposing some of it, they eventually admitted we have six. Then it was 12. Then the following month was 18. Eventually said we have no more than 28. And they got caught yet again, and then eventually admitted they have 46 bioweapons lab in Ukraine alone, all funded by the U.S. military and Fauci and that, that, that those gangs of bioterrorists. Then we we learned there's probably 70 bioweapons labs in Taiwan, 7-0. And that's why China might invade there. So they've been planning the destruction of mankind. The, the, you know, what Satan wants to destroy the seed of God, he wants to change us to transhumanism, like you said become synthetic creatures, not, not human beings. This is the war, and it's real. Go ahead, Pastor James. I have heard that uh, U.S. soldiers, ex-U.S. soldiers that have gone over there, have, have heard them saying, we are fighting for the new world order on the side of Ukraine. Wow. And, um, you know, a lot of people, they believe everything the media tells them. It, what what it, the media is nowadays is just propaganda. Yep. And so what they do is they put out smoke screens, right? They put out the, all these side issues and everybody gets hung up on these side issues. It's just like putting out that smoke screen while behind the smoke, they're doing something else. And so when you have eyes to see and ears to hear, like Jesus says, what does that mean? You see the truth and you hear the truth, right? You're awake. Uh, you can see past all these things. And let me go back to when I said these people have a pattern, right? And so they have a pattern. They say one thing, but they will do another. If you pay attention to them patterns, you'll be able to see what is coming next. And uh, on the topic of growing food, that's how, I seen this like 15, 20 years ago coming. Good. And then that's why I started concentrating on it. But Ukraine is definitely a corrupt country. We've been told that they're the victim. We've been told that Russia's bad. Well, what's the real story? You know, I think people will be shocked if they can know what the elites uh, know and be able to see the real truth. And I think they would have a different attitude about things. Uh, you know, uh, stop listening to the mainstream media, even Fox. They are corrupt now as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, very important. Go ahead, Tracy. Well, yeah, they're definitely doing all this to mutate us, which is really what they're doing. You know, depopulate, mutation, destroy God's seed in the earth, just like the Nephilim did back then. It's all playing out again. That's why I always tell people that Satan doesn't need a new bag of tricks because the old ones still work. It's the same plan being rolled out again. So, yeah. Very good.
All right, uh, Tracy, take it away. We got uh, Pastor James Robinson. You can be found his church on Facebook.com, Peninsula Community Church forward slash about. Is that correct, uh, Pastor James? Yes, sir, it is. Okay, Tracy, please read Pastor James' bio. Okay, so Pastor James Robinson presides at Peninsula Community Church in Cleveland, Oklahoma. He is a father of two wonderful children and has been married to his wife, Amanda, for 19 years this April. James served in the United States Navy and is proficient in several trades, such as construction, plumbing, welding, maintenance. He also managed a plant nursery for eight years that has contributed to a wealth of knowledge in agriculture, farming, gardening, and homesteading. Being warned of God about certain things to come in our nation, James bought a farm where he now applies his knowledge and is able to supply his church and community with produce as needed, while at the same time, through bold preaching, warns them about the different tactics of governmental agendas set in place today to destroy our food, take our land, and turn us into a subservient nation. Pastor James has the uncanny ability to line up what is happening in the world today with what God shows him through his word making for very revelatory and informative Sunday morning sermons. And I can tell you guys that that is true because I met Pastor James when he came to what I call an information presentation. I was having an information presentation and he came there and I was teaching on the new world order and the agenda and everything. And I went to visit his church. And when I went to visit Pastor James church Sunday I, he told his uh, congregation, he said, okay, this is Tracy. I went to her presentation and everything that I've been warning you guys about, telling you guys about, I saw in a PowerPoint. And we was just cracking up about that. And he was coming from Jeremiah that morning and the stuff he was teaching on that he was lining right along with everything that's happening today. Yeah, he has a very uncanny ability to line the word up with everything that's going on. And we are definitely in the end times. So that was that I, I was very happy to meet you, Pastor James, and I'm very happy that you've come on Beyond the Bible. Yes. Very good. Uh, Pastor James, we're going to go through uh, five pictures you sent us on your farming. You, you okay. can take it away from here. Yeah, them are uh, big Jim chili peppers. Uh, that was off of uh, two rows. And... Uh -huh. uh, well, it was funny that year when I grew them, uh, I went to the store and a little bitty box cost $50 for them. Um, and uh, I grew them for next to nothing. And I dry farmed them. I didn't irrigate them or anything. I dry, I dry farmed the majority of my stuff. And so, yeah, that's the, the peppers, just two rows. That's what I got off of two rows. Wow, that's fascinating. My father grew up on a farm in Norway, so I'm familiar with farming. Yeah. That patch right there, zucchini. I got fifteen hundred pounds off of that of zucchini. How many how many acres of land uh, does your property have on the farm? I just have twenty acres, uh, but I I have good land. Uh, I the soil that's ideal for dry farming is sandy on top and clay beneath. Yep. Uh, that sand acts like a mulch and it holds the water in the clay. So if you can get dry resistant varieties, I mean drought resistant varieties of vegetables. Uh, what happens is whenever the heat comes and it stops raining, they will send the roots down looking for water. And when they tap into that clay, that, that clay holds that water. And uh, I've had it out here where it's 100 degrees almost for three months. And I dug a post hole down 
and the clay was still wet beneath uh, because of that. But you have to cultivate and keep that uh, top layer loose as you can. And then uh, that way, when it does rain, it goes down and it seeps down through there. But if you have uh, a time of drought, don't touch it because it'll, it'll keep that cap on and it'll keep that moisture sealed down below. It's like a, a, a vision, a big sponge, right? Yep. As long as you have enough water built up in that sponge, uh, the, the sponge is the soil, right? Yeah. Well, you can grow your crops uh, uh, in that soil for the length until your harvest. Uh, so, but if you have several years where you're not getting enough rain, well, that sponge doesn't get filled up with water. And um, I have learned many things uh, just by reading and uh, my curiosity. One of the things I was curious about is, okay, Agriculture today is all about chemicals and water, water, water. But how did the ancient people do it? If the ancient people weren't successful, we would have died out. Mm -hmm. So then I started researching ancient farm techniques. One, uh, uh, remember when Absalom uh, let the water out of the dam yes. in the Bible? Well, in uh, yeah. Israel, they used to, uh, up in the hillsides, they used to dam them off so they collect water. And then they gravity feed that water down below to where they was growing their crops. In wet areas, they would uh, create these huge mounds, right? And then they grow their crops in the mounds. And then the, the wet area, the, the, the water would flow in between the mounds. But the plants were high enough that where they can have drainage, but their, their roots would tap into all that water. And uh, in dry areas, they would uh, uh, dig cisterns like the Aztecs uh, did and the Incas did this, they would dig these big old cisterns. And uh, you can sometimes see videos uh, of them flying over portions in the Middle East. And, and there's this, this desert and this, such a dry climate that you wonder how anybody can survive in. If you look close enough up in the rocks, they, they dug cisterns in the mountains. And, and uh, when it rained, that they had uh, grooves carved in the rock to where the water would flow into the cisterns so they would get them through the dry months. So mm -hmm. my curiosity, I have a very curious mind and I do not like to uh, not know things. So I, I studied, I studied and I researched and I researched and I said, you know what? I'm going to try growing stuff without irrigation. And there's a picture of it right there. I got 1,500 pounds off of that patch. Uh, and it didn't cost me hardly nothing. The seeds it. didn't cost me very much. I didn't spend a penny watering it, and I got 1,500 pounds of zucchini off that uh, patch right there in that picture. Congratulations. I love this. You're learning along the way. Looks like we got some, what is it? What are that, grapes? Yeah, muscadine grapes. Um, I tried both types of grapes. I tried the regular table grapes, and I tried muscadines. And, uh, you know, when you read a book about gardening, it, it may not work where you live, right? But other things may work. So uh, I tried regular grapes. The regular grapes got powdery mildew because of the humidity. Yep. They got black rot They because of the rain. Regular grapes like a dry, steady climate. The muscadine grapes, they grow them in the southeastern United States mostly because there's a disease down there that kills regular grapes, but yep. they can grow muscadines. And muscadines don't mind humidity, 
They have less problems with pests. They're closer, closely related to the wild grapes, right? And so I experimented with both types. I cut out all the regular grapes, and then I planted muscadines, and uh, they have done well here and uh, with without any pesticides yeah. at all. Yeah, well, muscadines are the only grapes that grow in Florida, and there's only four wineries that grow them. So, yeah. uh, you know, it confirms your your research and your your actual growing history. Okay, we got a little gentleman here in, what is that, corn behind him? Yeah, that's field corn. Uh, uh, he's a lot bigger than that now, but I was looking through my phone to find some of the pictures. Uh, that's field corn. That's my boy, Jacob. He's uh, uh, shucking the field corn on the back of the truck there. And uh, before sweet corn, there's field corn. And uh, the old timers used to take the uh, field corn in its milk stage and boil it in sugar water to make it sweet. Uh, but I let it dry. I feed my chickens with it. And also I grind it into a uh, cornmeal. Now, if you grind it in the cornmeal, you have to realize that it still has the oil in it and it still has uh, all the nutrients in it. And so you have to kind of put it in the freezer or store it in a, in a kernel. Uh, once you grind it, it can go bad on the counter because it because of the oil, but it is more nutrient dense. This is heirloom field corn, and uh, it has more protein, more nutrients in it than our corn today. If you go to the store and buy a bag of cornmeal, uh, you'll you'll see the word enriched. That means that they took all the nutrients out of it during the processing, and then they had to put nutrients back in it. And a lot of corn today is uh, bioengineered roundup ready corn so i yep. grow my own and uh the first time that i ground some of that up make cornbread out of it you can literally feel the energy going going uh into your body after you ate that uh it's good stuff mm -hmm. eggs yep eggs i got chickens um uh another thing i should state about chickens is at first i had them in a the stationary coop and then i built a mobile coop and all it is is uh, a chicken pen on skids. And I have the front yard uh, totally covered in chicken wire because of hawks and predators. But as I move it down, I put it on my garden spots during the winter. And as I move it down, the chicken manure is laid out in a sheet every time you move it. And it fertilizes your whole garden area. If you can get that thing, to, to kind of, it's kind of like mowing the lawn, right? Yeah. If you can get that thing to go over your whole garden area, uh, then you don't have to pay for chemical fertilizers. And uh, and so I was getting last summer a half a five gallon bucket of eggs a day. And I had uh, 30 or 40 chickens. And so uh, the these chickens uh, are Rhode Island Reds that I have and they uh, because of the way I feed them, the the eggs uh, have more omega threes and are more uh, nutrient dense than the eggs that you buy at the store, and they taste better. Very good. And Tracy, this is for you. Go ahead. Where are you in the book? You can be done in five weeks or so. Uh, th this first quarter of this year, yeah, I'll be done. Still working on it. So yeah, this is definitely something that's going to be needed in this time because we are in the end times and there are many false prophets that have gone out into the world 
And when you really think about what God is saying in that scripture, they've gone out into the world, right into our churches. That's where they are among mm -hmm. us. So that's very important. Yeah. No question about it. There are, they are in our churches. I'm going to play a video on the last video. It's on baby chicks being vaccinated in industrial. It's mm -hmm. terrific to look at, but uh, you know, I couldn't believe what someone said to me yesterday. I'm like, really? This is, this is absolutely crazy, but this is the world we live in. So Confirming what you said, Pastor Robinson, they are they are trying to vaccinate all the food. They want mRNA tech in all of us. It is a wow moment. Uh, it reminds me of like the Matrix movie in 1999 when Keanu Reeves was like inside one of those birth pods, right? And there's no mm -hmm. mother around or anything. It's just all industrial. Pastor Robson, yeah. have you seen videos like that before? Yeah. Um, and the way that the uh, commercial eggs are produced, a lot of them chickens sit in a one foot square cage all their lives and then they burn their beaks off so they won't peck each other and everything it's pretty cruel uh you know how i get around that is i have heirloom chickens the rhode island reds i talked about and i have an incubator put up with the egg turner in it and then so you have to get different roosters but so they don't become inbred but i hatch out my own chickens and anybody can do this stuff uh, there's enough resources out there. You can go to the library and read books on this stuff. And uh, knowledge is the one thing that they cannot take away from you, right? And so the more knowledge you have, the better. Yeah. I agree. Tracy, go ahead. Any any comments? Yeah. yeah, well, Pastor James, um, one of the reasons why I really wanted you on this show is because you know about agriculture. You know about farming and homesteading and you know about the agendas that they have against us and so i just want you to really quickly go into right quick because i know we're about to end the very importance of yeah. being able to farm being able to have your own food because a lot of people are not prepared they're not ready i mm -hmm. heard you tell me one time that if you're not ready and prepared to live without electricity then yeah that's ready, correct you know and so yeah i just want you to talk about the importance of that because what the government is doing Pastor uh, Ross, just, we got eight minutes left. Please go ahead. Okay. Just imagine our, our uh, great-grandfathers. Uh, they, If they was without electricity, it wouldn't affect them a bit. People are just tougher. Uh, they have uh, created a society of entitled people that uh, don't know how to do much for themselves. They're too dependent. Uh, imagine if everyone, even with just a little yard, if everyone uh, grew their own garden, like in World War II, they had the victory gardens, how much food that would produce, even in the churches today. Uh, I tell them, hey, my farm's only so big. Uh, grow food at home also. I will even show you how. I'll show you how to start the seeds. I'll show you how to do all of this. If every one of us does our part and we bring that food to the church, everyone's needs going to be met, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, the other thing I will say really quick is physical fitness is important. 
you can sit back and say that you're going to do all these things and then you go out there and do it and you're out of breath trying to keep up with your garden. Uh, physical fitness is very important. Um, mm -hmm. uh, being able to have the physical fitness to be able to survive and, and yeah. do these things. It is a lot of hard work. I'm not going to lie to you. It is very hard work. Hey, you know, a lot of people, when it gets 100 degrees, they say, oh, well, I'll just let my garden go. I don't I don't have that option. I grow yeah. all my own food for the year and then I put it up. And so that's the mindset that we have to have. I'm with you. Do you, you, you uh, think about a greenhouse in winter or anything like that? Um, I have a greenhouse. Um, look at the way going back to look at the, the way God created everything. Look how the Indians and the indigenous people used to do this. They would dry their stuff. They'd grow squash that would be stored over the winter. Um, if you really know, want to know how to do a lot of these things, look how they did it. That's yeah. how they survived. And yeah. so uh, that's why I grow field corn, because I can store all winter long. I grow squash. I grow sweet potatoes. You can store them all winter long. You can can your stuff and put it up. It will last for about three years. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Really want to eat it within that year, but it'll last about three years. And so share. look at the way that our ancestors did it, and you'll find your answer. Right. In, in, in the Amish up in Pennsylvania in particular, uh, store their eggs for a long time. They, mm -hmm. they put in certain uh, medium, I forgot what it is, in barrels, and it, it, it survives at least six months, no no refrigeration at all. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Pastor James, you had mentioned to me before something about the type of stuff that, that um, the chemicals that go into the ground. And mm -hmm. talk about what that causes and how that could get into the animals. And then when the animals, you know, they. Yeah, I was talking about, talk about the where well, there is Roundup and they're found, finding that a lot of our food. Now it's gray zone. They yeah. they spray pastures with uh, pastures with gray zone. Right. And then the cows mm -hmm. go and eat it. Then it comes out in their manure. And when I was working at the nursery, I had like person after person coming in and say, what's wrong with my plant? And a tomato plants will be the first one that will indicate that something's wrong because they're sensitive plants. So they come in with all these deformed tomato plants. And I did some research and found out that it was grazon. I would ask them, I said, hey, did you spray any pesticides? No, I didn't. And I found out they all used manure. And what happened was the cow ate the grass with the grazon on it. They put the manure in a garden and that stays in your soil for six or seven years. Wow. It's a herbicide. And yep. so you plant a garden in that for six or seven years, your ground is ruined. Wow. And they're poisoning our nation with all these chemicals. And so agriculture is all about chemicals. Pharmaceuticals, all about chemicals. You get sick from the agriculture and then you go to the doctor and they prescribe you chemicals to because of the chemicals. Right. And so yep. I'm seeing people nowadays that are 30 years old get cancer. That should not be. That oh, should uh, not be. Are they vaccinated or unvaccinated? Because I need to ask that question because since uh, one was unvaccinated. Okay. But but be, it, what I've seen in a lot of vaccinated people is heart issues. Yep. Mm -hmm. Getting getting heart attacks. And I don't know if we have enough time. We may have to talk about this well, later. We're going to bring you back because I really enjoyed today's conversation yeah. with you and Tracy. That's number one. We got about three minutes left. I'll give you two minutes to close out. Uh, I just want to throw in the Brits. Brits have a sense of whatever, right? They have a 
they have a gift. So the doctors there in, in summer 2021 saw all of these aggressive cancers and they gave it an umbrella name. They called it turbo cancers. Why do they call it turbo cancer? Because they saw it in stage one, two, three. Nope. Skipped the first three stages, saw it in four. So instead of six months to live, six weeks to live. I've been reporting this for three years. This is still a problem. But the cancer rates have exploded worldwide, in particular in the West, since last year. And it's still happening in younger and younger people. So it's not mm -hmm. just myocarditis, heart inf inflammation, right? And it's not just heart attacks, but it's an aneurysms. It's also these cancers in particular mm -hmm. cancers. Pastor Robinson, it was great to have you on. Thank Rich, you. We're going to invite you back. This was really enjoyable. You yes. got two minutes. Please close out and tell people what they can do re related to farming and then getting their connection, their relationship with God. Go ahead. Well, let me say this to you right quick first, Pastor James. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to bring you back on because I want people to understand your walk with God. I want them to know how you met God. I want them to understand your relationship with God because this is beyond the Bible and you have a very Bible applicated life that you live mm -hmm. beyond the word. And so I want the audience to get a chance to know you in that way as well. And so, yeah, I'll be in touch with you to bring you back on and go ahead and okay. close out any way you want. Thank you, Tracy. Well, you gotta, you gotta live it. You gotta walk it out, right? Yes. You gotta be who yep. God called you to be. Um, you know, on the, on the topic of, uh, people getting sick and getting cancer early, I remember when I was a little boy and uh, a lot of the older people's houses didn't even have air conditioning yet. And they, they'd sit there and sweat in a hundred degrees and eat an orange and they'd live to 90, a hundred, 120 years old. And so that told me that uh, their food was better. Their yeah. food didn't have all these chemicals in it. Uh, just make an effort to uh, learn, go to, we have all sorts of online resources nowadays Go to the library, read books about gardening, and then try it out. The hardest part is starting, right? Yeah. And so if you, if you fail, it's not a failure. Figure out where you went wrong and then try it again. And eventually you'll you'll get good at it. Uh, but you got to do it fast. We're running out of time. The time to do it is now. Yeah. Pastor James Robinson, thank you very much. Look forward to All having right, you. Thank you. Show. Terrific. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks. I'll be in touch, Pastor James. Okay. God bless.